This is week four, day three of our look through Psalm 119. That means we're in the 19th stanza of this Psalm, verses 145 to 152. Let me begin by reading those verses. They are verses of uh, express someone who's crying out to God for help. Verse 145, I call with all my heart, answer me, O Lord, and I will obey your decrees. I call out to you, save me, and I will keep your statutes. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I put my hope in your word. My eyes stay open through the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promises. Hear my voice in accordance with your love. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your laws. Those who devise wicked schemes are near, but they are far from your law. Yet you are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. Long ago, I learned from your statutes, and you established them to last forever. Now here, as we're looking through these different words for God's word, we have in these verses the word word. I put my hope in verse 147, in your word. That's what we often call the Bible, the word of God. The word of God. God's words are in this book. When we say God's words are in this book, that doesn't just mean God's ideas and somebody else has put the words to those. No, it's God's words. God inspired this word, and and not to get too theological, but I believe, we believe in the verbal, plenary inspiration of the Bible. Verbal means that every word is inspired, and plenary means the all of it is inspired, like a plenary session that you'd have at a conference where everybody gets together, the all, that's what that word means. So every word and all the words are God's word, God's voice, God's speaking to me. That's a miracle. It's a miracle that God could work through human beings to present to us a perfect word from God. But I believe he worked that miracle. I have no doubt that he worked that miracle. Just as much as he worked the miracle of working through an imperfect woman named Mary, a birth of a perfect son of God, God inspired these words. And as you read these verses, they're the verses of someone who's crying out to God. In verse 145, with all my heart, I'm crying to you. Answer me, I'll obey your decrees. Now, I want you to get the sense of this right. He's not saying here, I don't believe that he's saying, God, if you'll answer me, then I'll do what I'm supposed to do. You gotta come through God or I won't do it. That hasn't been the sense anywhere else in this psalm. So that's not the sense here. What he's saying is, God, if you save me, guess what I'm gonna keep doing? I'm gonna keep doing what I've always been doing, following you, loving you, living out your decrees. I call out to you, save me, and I will keep your statutes. Not if you save me, I'm keeping your statutes no matter what. If you don't save me, I'm going to be in heaven. If you save me, I'm going to keep keeping your statutes on earth. That's my decision from now and forever. Someone crying out, calling out, save me. And you get this deep sense of how to cry out to God. The fact that you trust in God's word doesn't mean you don't have emotions. It doesn't mean you shouldn't cry out to God. You should cry out to God. It doesn't even mean you don't have doubts. You cry out to God, expressing your fears, expressing your doubts in the context of your trust in God's word. That's how you do it. There are some people who say you should never cry out to God. If you really trust God's word, then why would you ever cry out to God? Well, Because you're afraid, because you feel doubt, because you're not sure what's gonna happen next. So you cry out to him. There are others who say, well, you should just always you know, trust in the Lord. And you know, the way you trust in the Lord is to never say anything negative, never feel anything negative. And then there's those who say that all you should do is cry out to God. Just say whatever you want. Say whatever comes to your mind. Say the ugliest things that you want to God. Well, no, you you can't do that either. As you speak to God, you have to speak in the context of who he is. 
So you cry out to him as the one who loves you. You cry out to him as the one who's written his word to you. You put those two together. How do you do that? Those of you that are married in a good marriage, you know there are times when you argue with each other still knowing you love each other to the depth of your soul. That's how you do that. You put those two things together. You're crying out, but at the same time, there's this deep knowledge and security of the love that you have. That's the way you do it with the Lord. You hold both of those things at the same time. I'm crying out to you, God, but I'm crying out in the context, in the arena, in the, in the foundation of my trust in you and your word. I call out to you to save me. I will keep your statutes. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I put my hope in your word. My eyes stay awake through the watches of the night that I might meditate on your promises. Whether it's first thing in the morning, waking up early or being awake all night long, I'm crying out to God in the context of my trust in him. Hear my voice in accordance with your love. Hear my voice in accordance with your love. Lord, let us, we pray, cry out to you like that. Teach us to cry out to you like that as a father who loves us. Don't let our voice be stilled. When we have emotions, when we have hurt, when we have pain, let us cry out to you. Let us be those who speak our voice to you. But Lord, let us speak to you knowing that it's in accordance with your love. We're speaking to one who loves us. And yeah, sometimes we may be hurt. Sometimes we may be angry. Sometimes we may be even doubtful. But Lord, we know you love us. So let us cry out to you, knowing that you love us. We ask that you teach us this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> 